from Fox 8. And I love rings. Rings of all kinds. Diamond rings, pearl rings. But if you wanted to impress me, you'll need to snag the biggest ring you can find. The biggest one that I know of? It adorns Saturn. 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 And that's where we're going today on Weather Jazz. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bet Science Wednesday is here, and you are listening to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more, including astronomy. Today, we'll be heading to Saturn. More on that in just a little bit. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 317 for Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. Well, coming up in just a little bit, we're going to be delving into a rather interesting world. And we're going to be breaking this up into at least three sections. But for today, coming up again in just a bit, we'll be actually looking at the planetary information on Saturn. And as most of you already know, Saturn is highly distinguishable among all of the planets because it has a very visible ring system. And I thought of Saturn recently when I was on the road and saw a Saturn, the car type, in front of me on my way to work recently. And uh, I was looking at that Saturn with curiosity. You see, back in 1996 and early 1997, we made a purchase and we purchased a Saturn and actually really enjoyed the car. It was a great car. And I still remember the company slogan. It was a different kind of car, a different kind of company. And at the time, what that meant was you walked into a showroom, you pointed to the car you liked, and the sticker price is what you paid for it. There was no haggling. And the reason behind it is they did it so that they provided a very attractive price for the buyer, yet... There was enough cash to provide some profit, a little profit margin for the company and also for the dealership. It was a win-win scenario, and they really did strike a balance. And at the time, it was indeed an interesting concept. It got my attention enough where I gave it a try. I liked my Saturn, sold it to a young fellow, a young new driver, when we went in another direction many, many years later, but the years that I did have the Saturn, I was very pleased with it, but I digress. But of course, we're not talking about cars today. We'll be taking to the heavens and talking about the planetary Saturn that we can all see periodically from time to time in the sky. Another thing that John Tryon likes to snap pictures of in the sky is of aircraft that are in flight in front of astronomical objects. 
I'm going to be posting a photograph on weatherjazz.com, episode number 317, which highlights one of John's photos from yesterday, Tuesday. There was a UPS flight that took off from Louisville, Kentucky, on its way to Hartford, Connecticut's Windsor Locks Airport. And you'll see the track also on weatherjazz.com, but you'll see the photograph that he snapped with his most unusual apparatus, a very large telescopic lens attached to a camera body. And I would imagine there's a lot of patience involved in snapping these photos, but it's well worth it because when he gets one that is very, very uh, stunning in front of an object, like in this case, it was the waxing gibbous moon, it becomes quite a conversation piece. So go check out the image, weatherjazz.com, episode 317. You'll see John's photos. All right, when we come back, we're going to have a look at Saturn and we'll explain just exactly how it is we are going to separate it into three parts. The first part coming today on Weather Jazz. Don't go away. All right, everybody, we are back and we're talking about Saturn. Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun and the second largest in the solar system. My guess is probably by now you know that the largest planet in the solar system is in fact Jupiter. It's a gas giant. And just like Jupiter, Saturn also is a gas giant. It has an average radius of about nine and a half times that of Earth. Now, Saturn's color is interesting. Through telescopes and also through binoculars, you might notice a bit of a pale yellow hue, and that is due to the ammonia crystals that are suspended high in the upper atmosphere, because that is what is going to reflect the sun's light. Now, wind speeds on Saturn can reach about 1,000 miles an hour, actually a little over, according to some of the probes that have been up there. They've been measured at about 1,100 miles per hour. That's about five times the strength of the highest surface wind gust on Earth, which is 231 miles per hour. Does that number sound familiar? It should. That's the surface wind gust speed on the summit of Mount Washington, and we just recently celebrated its anniversary on April the 12th, 1934. And obviously, that's a wind speed that is extremely difficult, if not impossible, to navigate when you are standing in it. In fact, when you start approaching hurricane-force winds, it's difficult to stand up. That's 74 miles an hour. We're talking about 231 miles per hour, and that's, again, April 12th, 1934. Just imagine wind speeds that are five times that on the surface of Saturn. Now, you're correct in assuming that Saturn really does not have a surface per se as Earth does or Mercury or Venus or Mars. It's not a rocky surface. However, there is a suggestion, just like there is in Jupiter, that once you get close to the center, you have a mixed amalgam of gases and molten rock. So there may be a bit of a solid core, a bit undefined, very, very similar to that of Jupiter, based on what we know 
could be the pressures involved inside this gas giant. But by and large, you're going to find that it's a giant ball of gas, especially on the outside, which is composed of predominantly hydrogen and helium. Okay, let's talk about the obvious. And the obvious is that the planet's most notable feature is its prominent ring system, which is composed mostly of ice particles with some smaller amount of rocky debris and even some dust. Now, we're going to stop there in talking about the ring system because coming up in part three, I am going to focus on that ring system. It's extremely complex, especially since we sent probes there we can really dig into the nitty-gritty of that ring system. So we're going to suspend a whole lot of digging into the details of the ring. Just know that three weeks from today, we'll take a look at the ring system in greater detail. And really, if the truth be known, we could spend a month or two on simply the ring system of Saturn. So we'll have to find a way to broad brush look while also still providing some really fascinating details about the ring system that would really take up too much time here today, since we want to spend a little bit of time on the planet itself. Now, one more aspect of Saturn that we'll take time on next week, which will be part two, is the fact that it has at least 83 moons that are known to orbit Saturn, 53 of them have names. And coming up next week again, we'll dig into some of the interesting characteristics of some of the larger moons of Saturn. One interesting note about the moons, the largest moon is Titan. And Titan is actually larger than the planet Mercury, although less massive. It is the only moon in the solar system to actually have a substantial atmosphere. We'll talk more about that again next week when we dig into the moon system, the lunar systems of Saturn. Some interesting tidbits about Saturn now. The Romans named the seventh day of the week Saturday, actually, for the planet Saturn. So whenever the weekend comes up, that first weekend day, Saturday, everybody's excited about Saturday. Well, just think about the name, Saturday, Saturn. So it comes from the planet Saturn. Now, we mentioned that being a gas giant, there's probably a lot of compression right in the center. And the result is that the core is believed to be extremely hot. Now, get this. At its core, it is believed that Saturn's internal temperature, if you were able to stick a probe and put it right in the middle of Saturn... That temperature probe would be reading about 21,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's hot stuff. But because of that internal temperature comes an interesting fact that most people may not realize. And that's the fact that Saturn actually radiates energy into space 2.5 times more so than the energy that it receives from the sun. But obviously, it doesn't have what it takes to begin the combustion process and explode into a star. But because of the way the planet is formed, all of that energy has to escape somehow, and it does. It leaks out through the surface, 
and radiates out mostly in the infrared spectrum, the heat elements, 2.5 times more out than what comes in from the sun. Of course, obviously, it's much farther away from the sun, and the sun looks nowhere near what it looks like here from the surface of Earth. We're obviously much closer to the sun at approximately 93 million miles. So what does that mean for Saturn? Well, the distance between the Sun and Saturn is about a billion miles, which is 10 times that uh, between the Earth and the Sun. So by a factor of 10, you're moving farther and farther away. Obviously, the Sun will not have the same kind of impact that it does here on planet Earth. Well, let's talk about the atmosphere of Saturn because it's mostly a gas giant. What can we find in the upper atmosphere, it contains mostly molecular hydrogen, about 96%, and about 3% helium by volume. There are other trace elements that were found via space probes, and they include things like ammonia. We already talked about that. That's what gives it its pale yellow coloration, the crystallized ammonia high, high up in the atmosphere. It also includes acetylene, ethene, propane, phosphine, and methane. And a few other tidbits as we begin to wrap up the look at the planetary portion of Saturn is that NASA reported in November of 2006 that Cassini had actually observed a hurricane-like storm locked to the South Pole and this thing had a clearly defined eye wall. Now, eye wall clouds had not previously been seen on any planet other than Earth, of course, with a hurricane eye wall. But this was the first time in 2006 they actually detected an eye wall from a storm on Saturn. And the storm was centered directly over its south pole. Let's talk about the ring system a little bit before we really dig into the nitty-gritty of the rings themselves as we head into week number three of this study on Saturn. But the average thickness of the ring system of Saturn is what really surprises me. And so how thick are the rings of Saturn? I use the plural, by the way, because it's way more than just one ring when you really start to look at it. More on the ring system coming up two weeks from today. But the thickness, you're really going to be shocked when I tell you that the average thickness is only 20 meters thick. That's 66 feet. A football field is 300 feet deep. So just look at it from a football perspective. We're talking maybe 30 yards. There have been plenty of football plays that have gone deeper and thicker than the ring system of Saturn. Think about that. Really amazing that they are able to reflect as much light as they do. But again, we'll get into all of that two weeks from today. couple of more tidbits before we wrap things up today. Saturn is the only planet of the solar system that is less dense than water. In fact, it's about 30% less dense when you Look at the total mass of Saturn. And when you lump Jupiter and Saturn together, the planetary mass of those two planets constitute 92% of the total planetary mass in our solar system. 
Now, hang on a second. Just think about that for a moment. We have Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, along with Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto. And of course, you can pronounce Uranus any way you like. I'm doing that just to avoid the verbal pitfall. And you know what I mean. But when you take collectively all of those other planets, they only constitute 8% of the total mass in our solar system. Really fascinating stuff. Wow. Hope you enjoyed today's episode about Saturn, the planet. We'll continue next week and the week after. Next week, we'll focus on the moons of Saturn. And then two weeks from today, we'll focus on the ring system of Saturn before we dig deeper and farther into our own astronomical backyard. Well, do you have a question, whether it's about astronomy, our own solar system, or beyond? Or you have a weather question or a science question, even a personal question. I'll entertain those too. I would love to hear from you. Make sure that you send me an email or a voicemail. Email address is weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And if you want to contact me by leaving me a message, call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. The number is 234-525-5888. One more programming note. On Monday, I mentioned the fact that I had a very special archived episode of Weather Jazz from Season 1. It's something I forgot I had, but I guarantee you're going to want to tell everyone about this and get everybody to listen in. It's going to be a fun treat I'll just leave it at that. And my guess is very few of you will know just exactly what I have up my sleeve. Believe me, it's worth it. So we'll see you on Open Line Friday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.